What up, everybody? This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast, volume 12, episode 12. Uh, kind of didn't put out an episode last week. Uh, I was in New York City and got sidetracked. And anybody that knows New York, it just gets a little hectic seeing friends and family and running around. I thought I'd have a little time to get an episode out, but that didn't happen. Obviously, didn't get to surf, um, so I was kind of bummed about that. But uh, it's good to be back. I uh, did a little tiny Topanga session the other day and a small Malibu session. We're kind of in the middle of one of the biggest flat spells I've ever seen out here in Southern California since I've been here. I'm hoping it picks up, but it's not looking too hopeful. So get the logs out, try to find any little nuggets you can and have a little fun. Uh, don't expect much out there and I think it's going to be fine. On today's episode, uh, I have an interview I did with Eden Saul of Dead Kooks. Uh, Dead Kooks is a surfboard brand out of Australia that makes pretty insane boards. Uh, everything from mid-lengths to logs. I mean, they make everything, but I think I specialize more in the mid-lengths and the logs. Um, there's been some gliders out there that have been popping up. Uh, but they've worked with, they have a model out with Cassia. They have a model out with Erin Ashley. They also are working on one with CJ Nelson. So, uh, supposedly the one... Uh, the board that he rode in the Mexi Log Fest is the board that they shaped for him. Um, so that should be coming out soon. So anyway, Eden Saul runs Dead Kooks. And we have an interview with him that we did over at Deus. Uh, the interview gets a little noisy, but um, it's still a lot of fun. We also have some short takes. Um, kind of a mix of skating and surfing, uh, to be honest. Uh, the Hot Dogger is coming up. The Hot Dogger Championship that we're a part of. Uh, we talk about the Call Me 917 video that just came out, the Dime Challenge uh, skateboarding contest, which I think honestly is how we should have more surfboard uh, surfing contests like that. Um, so I think it's kind of cool to talk about that. And I'll talk about a couple of random other things that happened over the last two weeks. Uh, but again, this is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, where we have links to the things we're talking about, the people we're talking with, and the merch that we're selling. Uh, we have a new t-shirt coming out soon uh, that we're doing a collab with the Bandits, uh, Mike Ciordia's uh, company. That should be coming out soon. Uh, mostly coming out for the hot dogger contest. I think we're gonna sell it there, but if it's available early, uh, we might release it online. Um, but I wanted to mix it up between a little old school, new school. So I'm starting out with some BDP, some South Bronx, and I hope you guys dig it. And I'll check in with you guys in a bit. Peace. Yo, what's up, Scott LaRock? Yo, man, we chillin' this funky French jam. I wanna tell you a little something about us. We're the Boogie Down Production Crew. And due to the fact that no one outside there knew what time it was, we have to tell you a little story about where we come from. South Bronx, the 
is terrific it is kind of different but let's get specific krs1 specialized in music i'll only use this type of style when i choose it party people in the place to be krs1 attacked you got dropped off mca because the rhymes you wrote was whack so you think that hip-hop had its star out in queensbridge if you pop that junk up in the bronx you might not live because you're in south bronx Rock to express one thing. I am a teacher and others are kings. If that's a title they earn, well, it's well deserved. But without a crown, see, I still burn. You settle for a pebble, not a stone like a rebel. KRS1 is the holder of a boulder, money folder. You want a fresh style? Let me show you. Now, way back in the days when hip hop began, with Coca La Rock, Cool Herc, and then Bam, boys ran to the latest jam but when it got shot up they went home and said damn it's got to be a better way to hear our music every day people's getting blown away but coming outside anyway they tried again outside and see the park power from a street light made the place dark but yo they didn't care they turned it out i know a few understand what i'm talking about remember bronx river rolling thick with cool dj red alert and chuck chill out on the mix when africa islam was rocking the jams and on the other side of town was a kid named flash Madison and Millbrook projects, Casanova all over, you couldn't stop it. The Nine Lives crew, the Cypress boys, the real rock steady taking out these toys. As odd as it looked, as Wallace it seemed, I didn't hear a peep from a place called Queens. It was 76 to 1980, the dreads in Brooklyn was crazy. You couldn't bring out your set with no hip hop because the pistols would go. So why don't you wise up, show off the people in the place that you are whack? Instead of trying to take out LL, you need to take your homeboys off the crack. Cause if you don't, well then their nerves will become shop. And that would leave the job up to my own Scott LaRock. And he's from South Bronx.
TR808. D. Nice. The poet. The blast master. KRS1. The grand, incredible DJ Scott LaRock. I'm living large as possible, posse unstoppable. Style topical is vividly optical. Listen, you'll see them. Sometimes I'll be in cops, critics, and punks. Never ever want to see me in power. Well, that's too bad. Apocalypse now. I'm back and I'm mad. We're coming. You're running cold and cunning. Ice tea on the mic. Top gunning. After your neck. Check and respect. Making you sweat. Rhyme syndicate, boy. It affects the rap. Motivated teacher talker. Now rhyme stalker. We're thrilling. So we're the chilling. The hit off are getting louder than a shotgun. You don't want none. Ryan Pays was the name of the album, but that was number one. This is number two, the posse grew. We're gonna break through. Power, power, power. Somebody, line up the suckers who refuse to recognize the truth. Tie up the punks who refuse to understand the youth. My posse growing and it's getting larger every day. Detroit, Chi-Town, Pittsburgh, Houston, LA. Come on, come on, come on, toys. Let's play, circle the calendar, perpetrate a doomsday. Ice tea, fool, man of my own, full grown. I cause havoc when I speak upon the microphone. I'm outspoken, no joking. Getting my face, your jaw will get broken. Laying it, saying it, then you're playing it. Lyrics so heavy that you might try weighing it. Hated by many, but I hate them back. Love by truth, but you know where it's at. You might like, you might think I'm whack, but don't step to me, cause the boys stay strapped. I'm taking no shorts, I'm hating the courts, I'm hating the judges. Punk PAs with the personal grudges. I hate the clubs that think with their butts. No hats, jeans, sneakers, no what? No beavers, no go. Yo, kiss my ass. We'll wait and see who gets the last laugh. We'll have the power. She knows she got it, she doesn't work, does she? Spinning your cash, leaving you in the trash. Why your little heads thinking they gone in a dash? They got it, know it, that's why they show it. The power of sex, and make it overthrow it, he be king in a day. No way, we get rich, hard, give it away. We're weak, and as we speak, the girls are hawking. Sizing me up straight out as I'm talking. You gotta have control if you want the goal. I don't wanna be alone like Stallone, so I keep my mind thinking about the green. And stop dwelling on the in-between, I got power. I'm on a mission, macking hard as a hammer. You take my picture, I might take your camera. My posse, my move, and they move fast. A fool's move could be a punk's last. Ain't no criminal, although I used to be. Ain't no new jack, rapping ain't new to me. I've been making records on wax since 1982. Now it's 1988, finally I'm coming through. That after the six years, I'm making okay jams, but now I'm mad. Here comes the body slam, turning out concerts, house in the industry. Loving all the fly girls screaming for iced tea. Rolling with the syndicate, my unstoppable battalion. 38 solid gold, my medallion. Gaining velocity, momentum, and energy. Ice capital T, boy, I got power. 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 So you say that I'm a fake, fake. You really must be a fool. I've been in gym a time for you have probably been in school. Shot at, shot back, hit. See my buddies killed. That's the foundation upon the rest of ice tea bill. I say what I think. This system does stink. Money you walk, you short, you're writing from the clink. Come on, what's up? You know the laws are full of bull. Pray on the lame, release those with poor power. I know you want to try it. Well, check it out. 
Money can buy and control and mold the world to do your wishing. The knowledge of power is mine, so just listen. Money controls the world and that's it. And once you got it, then you can talk shit. Power. You'll have the power. Trash. I met him about a month ago, okay, a week ago. Thought I'd get in because he had little leaves. I talked to my homies, they said, give him the whip appeal. Gave it all up and should have kept my shit sealed. I like it, this guy, don't get me wrong about the song. That convertible caddy, he was rolling with zone. My body was tight and everything was all right. Plus, if he did trash my number, he'll remember that night. It went on and on and on and on until I yelled, stop, 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 stop. He was hitting my weeks by going at it like a habit. Had me peeing like a rabbit, trying to tell my shit up. And you know, I had to grab it. It lasted real long. I guess the feeling was strong. As I gently scratched his back, I heard the sound of the moan. Grabbing and feeling and letting my body squeal it. Gave a little extra, make him feel like a real man. Feeling it all as he dug a little deeper. Trying ways to get him sprung so I could keep him. Got up, jumped in the shower about an hour. Baby said he was ghost. He was supposed to meet his father. What an excuse. He could have came with something better than that. I thought my loving was stronger than that.
rough and real. Rats up the rugged on my grave, dig a shield. That's how I deal with the fake parades. I flow hard, yo, hard farms and get robbed. I come with the wicked one stop returns. I'm on other ground as I wreck your town. Climb my board to hell as we dwell to a ludicrous lunar eclipse. No to exist, I radiate gamma rays at random. I slam them, yo, quick, fast like the Phantom. Guard my gate with a passed out cape. You wanna escape, and now ain't no one safe. Check it as I hit you with a boom from the trigger. Like antiseptics, then release a piece of music, living epic. Rose like bravos, blended, braided, strong like a storm, a song of King David, intensely vital. Only as the Bible can allow you to worship the false idols. Two form of literature, dance with the fiddler. Don't mean to bitter you, God, I'm not the riddler. No soup of the moon, no wait for high noon on the other space doom. I be in tune, I don't squawk like a hawk or stalk like a stalk. But walk in New York, stay away from pork. Miles the bypass, no need to hassle. Everything cause I'm king of the castle Niggas getting boggled, this creeple squabble Wave diggers got the paperback novel So line by line you should read Take heed or you bleed and bleed and bleed and bleed yeah. Welcome back to the Bodega Board Crew Podcast. I uh, hope you like that little Gravediggers piece that we put in there. Put in some Beastie Boys. I uh, haven't had any of them on uh, our podcast in a while. Uh, rest in peace, MCA. Uh, anyway, uh, this is Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 12, Episode 12. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, where we have links to... Things we're talking about, people we're talking with, merch, some stuff that we got going on and that kind of thing. Uh, track listings as well. So if you guys are interested in like what the fuck we're playing, want to know what it is, you should kind of go there. But anyway, uh, coming up next is an interview I did with Eden Saul of Dead Kooks. Uh, I've been a big fan of their stuff for a while and his surfing as well. Uh, there's 
I'm kind of enamored with some of the uh, Aussie uh, logging stuff that that happened during the transition era, uh, you know, with Bob McTavish and, and so forth. And I like what's been happening with the newer shapers that have been popping out of there. You know, Dead Kooks and Thomas Bexton and all these guys and the stuff the Deus guys are doing down there. And I came to the attention of, you know, well, Dead Kooks came to my attention uh, through Instagram and seeing videos and stuff. And I loved how the boards looked and the shapes and like the nausea model is exactly like the type of log that I like, you know, really narrow nose, wider in the hips. Um, but I like theirs because it's not so pointy. So rounded out. I might get one. Uh, I'm thinking that might be one of the logs that I kind of want to add to my quiver. But anyway, this is an interview I did with him, uh, with Eden. And uh, we did it at the back of the Deus shop in Venice. So there's uh, at one point someone uh, interrupts us um, and you'll kind of hear a split in the beginning. Uh, and there's no real way to edit it. Um, also, it gets a little noisy here and there. There's some sirens and shit. Uh, but we talk about a lot of different things about, you know, his company, what he's done and you know, growing up shortboarding and going to logs after that and types of stuff he's shaping and the fact that, you know, he's shaping boards now in the U.S. and in uh, Australia. He sort of has the perfect life, but I don't want to give too much away. So here's the interview and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Where did you grow up? Um, so I grew up in Lennox Head. Well, actually just outside of Lennox Head in Australia on like a little farm, like 10 minutes from the coast. Oh, wow. Um, which was rad, like a super lucky, kind of insane place to, to live. Um, and then moved, I guess, to the beach um, when I was like 13. Okay. Which sounds probably funny, like, but in Australia, if you're living 10 minutes from the coast, yeah, you're, yeah. Like, you're, you're like a long way from the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which now living in LA half the year, it's like, if you can get to the beach in 10 minutes, you, you're still. Yeah, unless you're on like the, the severe east side of it. and Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and then, I, like, I was surfing kind of semi-competitively and doing... Shortboard, longboard? Shortboarding. Shortboarding. But, um, in, like, in Australia, it's definitely much more of a shortboard-orientated scene. Uh -huh. uh, it's only been, realistically, the last 10 years that I've seen that kind of change, where kids okay. are like, oh, I'm a longboarder, whereas, yeah. like, previously it was like... Shunned You on. just... Well, <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely shunned, but, like, you just surfed everything. Yeah. Like, especially living, like, Lennox Head's, like, 15, 20 minutes south of Byron Bay. Which is, like, and it's amazing. So you've got the pass, which is just, like, mm -hmm. idyllic dreams zone. So, what, so you had to kind of ride longboards as well. Now, you learned surfing from your dad. It was passed down to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So my dad, dad's kind of surfed his whole life. He was kind of gnarly, like, traveled throughout Indonesia in, like, the super early 70s. and Oh, when it was, like, sketch. Like yeah, like, sketch. crazy stories of, like, going to Nias in, like, 73 and stuff that oh, took, like, man. a week. And yeah. So he's, that was cool. And he, like, kind of got me surfing, like, the first board that I learned on that he still has was, like, this midnight kind of purple sky twin fin. Oh, wow. It was, like, a 5'11". It's probably a kneeboard or something. It's, yeah. But it, was, it was mental because, like, as a kid, you had, like, still small enough, but it was wide and stable. and Yeah, it must have been, like, a fun board to, like, learn on. Yeah, and, like, it's still rad to, like, take it out every now and then. Oh, nice. Um, I know my dad, I had to fight tooth and nail to, like, not have that thing thrown out so many times. And, <laughs> really? Uh, it's, so it's cool. And then, um, 
so yeah that was kind of what got me into surfing and it's really cool because my dad's still in the water most days oh wow awesome so did you like was it a natural progression to go from like surfing for fun then to competitive was it just um kind of like growing up in like lennox head has it was such a hotbed like the north coast of new south wales is really just for insane surfers yeah yeah like our local board riders club like if you showed up to surf a local board riders club heat now you've got Stuart kennedy adam melling owen wright yeah you know not your average kind of weekend like, warrior <laughs> yeah and the thing is like you know like even melling like not talking anything but like those guys that i would say that we all went to school with that were better than him yeah which is you know like it's nuts so that was what you grew up around no but it's the same thing and like it, it it's the same thing and like i come from like a skateboarding background in new york it's the same thing like all these people that came out of new york city as pros that everyone knows there was also equally as many people that like never made it who were just probably better than them yeah but they got a little carried away and yeah. I, especially too like when they were young like companies were throwing crazy money around it's like yeah. give a 17 year old like a big bank check I mean, and send them and send them traveling it, yeah. around the world and they're like now don't party too much and mm -hmm. it's like well oh really i'm not gonna no 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 i'm not gonna party too much i'm, I'm just gonna have one beer bullshit yeah exactly. bullshit. it's funny that the parallel too and you see that a lot in skateboarding and in, in in surfing like it's that same thing because to your point it's like you're giving these youngsters no matter what you're giving them money and these youngsters that aren't just young but the, the, the lifestyle that they're doing, surfing or skating, is a very independent thing, right? They go out early, they stay out late, they blah, 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 they have their own clique. So the second you give them like 20 Gs, it's like, holy shit, like, dude, they're, that's it, they're done. Absolutely. It's, it's over, like, you're gonna fry yourself. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Uh, so you did that when you were- So I was doing that and then, um, I was just like, it wasn't as good as, half my buddies and was like I was fine with that and was just happy doing my thing and I moved up the Gold Coast um, to Corumban um, okay. when I was like 17 to go to school um, and it was about that point that I was like started messing around making boards and stuff in like a friend's backyard. Was it just for yourself just to? Yeah just I was like kind of out of curiosity and like okay. I was a pain in the ass <laughs> for guys making me boards for a long time before that just because okay. I was like really hung up on details and oh so at least you going into it you were kind of like hey here's the things i like for myself oh yeah no and i know for a fact it really was frustrating for <laughs> for guys that i was working <laughs> with you know so it started just out of like that curiosity i guess uh -huh. i was just making boards um in a friend's shed around the street and um and did anyone show you how to do it or was it something yeah yeah no he was definitely so this guy sam yoon who um, if anyone's seen the last Andrew Kidman film, Spirit of Akasha, uh -huh. um, a, lot, a lot of it focuses around Sam. Okay. So he's this insanely just kind of, so he's like a Korean guy, uh -huh. like lives on a caravan in Maui and like surfs Jaws and makes all his own boards. Oh, and shit. Like, That's pretty fun. He's just badass. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of like showed me a little bit of stuff and, you know, and just started playing around making a couple of boards and most of them were terrible and a couple were halfway decent. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think anyone's like, the, the, the story that I'm hearing from a lot of shapers is those first couple of boards, they're shit. <laughs> no, they're terrible. <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're almost... the, no, and like anyone that's like, oh yeah, my first board was great. Like, <laughs> no. But it's, it was like, I was more hooked on the process of it. Like, okay. of that, make something, write it. This goes like shit. Okay, why does it go like shit? let's not do that let's try this and like you know 
Yeah, so it's learning. I mean, it's 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 a positive experience. Yeah. So and I was so and like I was doing school at the time and lifeguarding and like my the girl I was dating at the time we kind of like started a swimwear label that she's like still doing and then uh, I took a job in a surfboard factory out kind of after hours just like oh cool putting in FCS plugs and doing wet rubs and what factory was that? It was Darcy Surfboards and they're in Corumban and they okay. used to do big numbers. Okay. Um, and in a really cool way now Darcy kind of like took a step back and didn't want to be as involved making boards and doing the numbers and still makes some great boards and he's actually working out of my factory now in Corumban, oh wow full circle which is insane and it's so great having someone that's been around it like you know since the early 80s really mm-hmm. you know and shaped boards for pots and did all Lane Beachley's championship boards and stuff oh, like shit, you know yeah. so he's been around for a really long time yeah having those guys around you to That's like, amazing. Yeah, yeah, like, and I'm definitely not too proud to like go, hey, have a look at this, or like, you know, ask some questions every now and then. Right, right. Uh, so from there, what, what, like, what was the, like, what was the jump to you being like, okay, I'm gonna do my own company? It, it wasn't really ever a conscious decision, like that I made, like that I can define, like that was, okay, I'm gonna do this and make okay. it. It was kind of like there was a certain summer where I was like lifeguarding and like actually running like a nightclub on the Gold Coast (laughs) and like shaping and it was just crazy because I would finish work lifeguarding and then be like into the factory doing my actual work and then shaping and like I was glassing my own boards and doing like it was just it was nuts and I was like I can't keep like something has you had to a, give. You had something has decision, to give. Yeah. Um, at which point I gave gave up working in a bar, and which gave me a little more time to be doing what I was doing. And after like another couple of months, I was like, kind of just threw the whole lifeguarding thing in. I was just like, I'm just gonna really see what happens with this shit. And were you getting people? They were buying boards from you, like custom order, or were you? Everything was custom. Okay, Everything. so people were just coming to you. Yeah, like, and even out. now, like ninety percent of what I do is still custom. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that I find interesting. Like it's I, you know, I I found out about you by following you, obviously, like everybody does nowadays on Instagram, and uh, so I've always seen the boards that you, you post, and it's been really hard for me to see them in person. And anytime I see like Talia or someone post one, or I know they're here at Deus, so I'm like, yeah. okay, I have to see them. Like I, yeah. I want to check them out and stuff. Um, so, how many orders were you doing that like first season? Like you think? Probably like hundred and fifty or something that year. That like I actually was like, oh, I, mean, okay, I might try decent. and do this. I mean, that's pretty decent. To yeah, and it was mellow, but you know, it was. Yeah, it was you just kind of had it's the way it was. It was just like start slow and like it was kind of just doing what boards for friends and you know it was enough people that were interested and kind of backed it and allowed me to kind of just keep doing it and it's just grown and grown to a point now where you know, I do 800 a year and that's pretty much it it's nice I because mean, it's nice to know. well it's enough like it's definitely enough but I don't really want to be doing more than that for yeah yeah I mean I, that's what I mean it's a nice amount it's like it seems like it's that perfect kind of in between like you're doing enough to sustain your business but you're not doing too many words making well it, it works on that level that I know what I can manage uh-huh. you know like at the moment I'm I'm shaping them I'm still the guy answering everyone's emails. Uh-huh. I'm still the guy doing all the invoicing and like. See, that's ev- good to know. So like I'm every, I'm the bank, you know, like I'm the janitor. <laughs> I'm the like, 
you know, I'm everything. Do you do the thing if someone calls, or you like, do you act like the secretary? No, no. I actually just don't. I hope I don't think many people. I try and keep my phone number pretty under wraps because, like, between being in the states and in Australia, it's like I'm never in one place ever really enough. So it's like if people try, if I had like a shop number, people trying to ring, it'd just be like the worst. It would just be like that's it, go to voicemail. Although it'd be funny to set up a really funny like ghetto old school voicemail. I've got a voicemail. That you never. Let's. <laughs> Ring my phone right now and cop my voicemail. I don't know if I can actually do it. Oh, here, hang on. Let's see if we can do it. Let's see. Uh... See if I can bring it up. Here you go. Let's see if it goes through. My phone gets like really shitty. Put that on. Put it on speaker. I'll let this ring out and see what it comes up. I don't know if this still is what I set years ago. Oh, it's like super loud. This could be like the biggest fail ever. It could be, but we could edit it out. It doesn't matter. Hola, aloha, shaka, mahalo, domo, arigato. At the tone, please record the it's almost like, have you seen that thing that um, Mark Gonzalez, do you know that skateboarder Mark yeah. Gonzalez? He posted this like kind of like making fun of surfing video and he does this whole thing that's like shaka, check it, cats, dogs, felines, whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> and he makes some like fake board and he's like, he's like, like Mark Acalupo does this. It was funny because the, the Brothers Marshall guy like didn't, uh, Tracy didn't think it was a joke. Like he thought it was someone being serious. I'm like, no, this is like the fucking funniest joke ever. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of when you were making your boards, did you start, um, were there any particular boards that you were, types you were making, or was it a spread? I was definitely, so I was kind of doing a lot of like, pintail, single fins. Mm -hmm. But the way I've kind of done them, and it's that, like the hellhound thing that I kind of do, which I still haven't really changed a whole lot. Is that one of your like, first, like, Yeah, like I haven't really changed that much in like eight years. Okay. The rocker was something that I kind of took some notes from some older boards, but like, I feel like a lot of my boards are not, I'm not trying to like make old stuff in that sense. I'm taking, definitely taking cues from, from some older stuff, but I guess coming from a shortboard background and working shortboard factories, yeah, I definitely kind of add a little flair to it in that sense that I want, I don't care how good your board might look, like you could, you know, I know for a fact, like I've got some of the best, you know, like having Alex doing that laminating, like stuff comes yeah. out looking insane. It doesn't matter how good your board looks. If you're bogging rail and can't put the thing through a proper turn, it's like, well, you're going to look like an idiot in two seconds flat. Which so it's like they've got to, you know, for me, it's like, I don't want to have to hold back. I don't want to have to, like, you know, pussyfoot around. I want to be able to surf the shit out of it. So, yeah. I mean, that's... Oh, we got a little police action. That's what happens in Venice. Come to the beach ghetto. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens in Venice. Um... That's the other thing I was going to ask you, is that one of the things that does stick out, first of all, you guys, you have like a great line, like the, you, you, uh, between the long boards and the, the mid-lengths, and like the, the nausea is the board that like I see most people like kind of grab. Yeah, like, and that's kind of like that outline and the rocker on that song I've been doing for almost as long too. It seems like the perfect kind of all-purpose, like I could surf like Malibu, I could surf like Hermosa, I could surf Rincon, like, like it seems like that all-purpose. Yeah, I, I definitely... When I first started coming to California, like five years ago, uh -huh. I, I, had, I had this one board. It was like a 9.6 Nausea, one inch balsa. 
I, it was one of my favorite boards. I was like, I'd taken the board to Bali for an event and was just like obsessed with this thing. And then bought it out here on my first like proper California trip and the thing went like shit. Okay. And it was <laughs> such an eye opener of like, oh, okay. Uh. But it's, and it's just different, you know, different waves, different, yeah. you know, like the waves in California are definitely slopier and softer than what yeah. we would have. Like, you know, if you're surfing point breaks in Australia and stuff, it's like, you need to be going fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you want yeah. you want narrow noses. Like, that's definitely not Australian. Yeah. Kind of like 67 style longboards that people call them pigs or whatever here. It was just like, yeah, I mean, it was more just in, like, for me, it's just like, that's Australian old bass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's more like the pig shape here is more of like that beach break thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's actually what I surf. Like, I surf like a, like a Michelle Janot modified like, yeah. like pig shape. Yeah. And I can surf it anywhere. I do know that if the nose was a little fuller, it'd be a lot more fun at Malibu. But you know what? I can still surf it anywhere. Uh, it's funny, too, because like the boards, like, you know, the one stuff I've done for Aaron and for Cassier and like all the boards I'm riding, like they're all, all the noses are 16 and 16 oh, and a okay. half to 17, 17 and a quarter, I think, on Cassier's new one. Yeah. Which by California standards is like really narrow. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch like Aaron or Cass or someone and they're like, you know, granted they're phenomenal surfers, but like they're not having any trouble like no, no. planting those things. Well, it just, it comes back to like, you know, what I would consider proper nose riding. It's like being tight in the pocket and like lifting out, not just like doing a stinky cheetah five, like way yeah. out on the face. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of those, like kind of those wider nose, nose riders, like they kind of like, it's almost like training wheels in a way. I, I hate to say it. It's like kind of like, okay, it's not like I have both. I have like, like a wide nose, nose rider and I have that one. And I, as much as I know, I could take that wide nose, nose rider and go to Malibu and basically put a sofa on the nose and hang yeah. out. And like, I'd I'm rather, not knocking that stuff no, no, at all. I'd rather it's surf the other thing. If that's what people are into, yeah. great. It's just, I, you know, I, I, I want something different. And that's kind of what I build my boards, you know, more around that, like, some little hippie that you can really turn yeah. and drive off. Well, it seems like a lot of your boards, too, like, all of them kind of, there's, like, a speed factor. Like, it looks like, and it, and this goes back to, you were saying, like, okay, you need it to go fast, like, in Australia. But yeah. I think that's a nice thing. Like, I think a lot of times, like, we need boards out here that go a little faster from time to time. And it's nice having that. I prefer boards that go faster. That's yeah. my personal thing. Like, I, I make it, you can make it, it's the thing, it's like, you, you can't can, make it go faster, you can always make it go slower, right? Yeah. You can always like just push back a little and they'll go. Um, one thing that stands out about your boards too is the resin work, you know, that the laminating and all that. It's beautiful, it's gorgeous, yep. it's very unique. Was that always a thing that from the beginning? Pretty much, yeah. Like I was, I was glassing my boards when I was like starting and doing a lot of random, you know, random junk and sure some of it looked terrible and some of it <laughs> I was like super stoked on and kind of was just playing around and definitely kind of tried to build a certain aesthetic I guess uh -huh. around around the boards um, and it's something I've always like really been drawn to I guess like was there any boards like like that you or any shapers or laminators out there when you were starting out that you were like seeing their stuff and it was kind of an yeah influence? there was there was a, a label being run out of Australia by my a bunch of friends of mine called Sea Surfboards, uh -huh. which then became Zed. Okay. And I don't know if those guys get enough credit for what they did, but like Dane Thomas was shaping, and then like that my buddy like Brent Whaling and um, Matty Yates and Paul McNeil, and like there was a rad crew and just making some of the most bitchin' looking boards. Like the resin work on that stuff 
I still think holds. You okay. know, if 10 years on, like some of those boards are, would still blow people away. Nice. And that's kind of like, I think that stuff definitely stuck out in my mind. So then like seeing that, you were kind of like, okay, I could get kind of crazy. On yeah, this absolutely. Yeah. And it just like opened it up and, you know, I, I, I have fun with it. And then I've also been really lucky to have work with a bunch of insane guys like when i first started coming to california i was working out of the moonlight factory like chris That's christensen amazing. was really really generous and kind of opened his shop up to me gave me a room to work out of and nice and then i was like you know so then i had like gary stuber who's been glass on board since like the late 60s doing my oh, stuff wow. and then like chris's other guy nine noah who's an absolute beast and then um joel kind of got me linked up with alex uh-huh um, and i've been working with him for the last last few years. And so where do your boards glass now? Down there? Yeah. Okay. So we're down down in San Diego. We've got a great little shop and um, it's cool. So it's it's an insane crew. And So are you shaping like the, the boards and everything down there? The ones yeah. that you have in the US? Yeah. So you have those that are being made in the US? And then yeah. So I do a bunch of kind of like all my US production and stuff all gets done when I'm here. Okay. Um, and then when I go home, I do all my stuff for Australia and Japan and okay. whatever else. And so you've worked with like you, you've obviously worked with like like I hear you using the word team riders, but you've worked with like surfers and stuff like Erin Ashley, but recently you did the thing with Cassia. Yep. You did a board with her. So how did that all come about? Um, I got to know Cassia through actually through the guys at Monster Children. Okay. From a trip that she did. Um, and I'd obviously known it, you know, known who she was and being a fan and whatnot. And then we've kind of become very close friends. We've like worked on a bunch of stuff like made us some boards and kind of lived together for a while there last year oh, and cool. like so like yeah she's definitely like one of my nearest dearest friends and also just i think one of the most incredible people i've ever met yeah yeah she's I love just her, yeah. a phenomenal human yeah um, so it's been really fun working on some boards with her and like really it's you know she's she's pretty critical as she can be, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, she and, I, and be, yeah, I, yeah. in a nice way, I, I love when people like that are critical uh -huh. because there's, it, it's actually the best thing for you moving forward. If everyone's just like blowing smoke up your ass, going, "Oh, this is great, this is great, this is great," it's like I actually need to know if something's not. Yeah, you're doing not going to progress. Yeah, you know, and she's, but I'm really stoked with like the boards we've got working for her, and she seems really jazzed on it. And so it's cool to get that thing out there. So that's out now, and then you're, you guys are ta you're taking custom orders on that. Yeah, so that's kind of like just kind of happening. I gotta like redo my website. I don't really have a website. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like a, like when I've looked on there, it's yeah. like no, it's like I had a you know your website's bad when a college kid hits you up and asks if he can make you a website <laughs> as a school project. Oh, which is what happened about two years ago, and then I've never actually updated it since. So. Um, if anyone goes on my website, which I'm sure people do, yeah. please don't really take notice. Well, I just well, have, I suck at computers. And I really just don't, I, I got other things I'd rather be doing, but I know it's saying I need to actually probably Well, now it's, in, I mean, now it's interesting though, like a lot of like shapers and stuff. It's almost easier just to have like a landing page and just post on Instagram. Like, yeah, now, well, like it's like, it's like just post those two pictures. Here's my contact info. You want a custom order. Yeah, but that like, to me, that's just like, people got my email address. So yeah. if you want to like get in touch or like, you know, see me at the coffee shop or at the beach and like ask or like shoot me an email and like can have a chat about whatever i just i, don't know, I got more I'm more interested in actually no, like no. being in the workshop or like 
yeah, trying to surf rather here. than like be like sitting behind a computer desk no, all day no, trying no. to like dial that shit in. That's what you gotta get interns for. That's what you get interns for. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, I don't have any like. <laughs> you know, I got the guys that do my glassing, sanding, like all yeah. my finish work. But beyond that, it's like I do everything. So. So you're like the one, like we were saying, you're basically the secretary, the janitor, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, right now, what are your favorite uh, uh, outlines and templates that you've been shaping? Um, I'm really like I've been really tripping on my like 1111, like my glider kind of things. Uh -huh. Yeah, I've seen some I, of those. That to me is just one of the most. I, I'm so in, in love with what what you can do on those boards and the way they move and feel. Um, they're a lot more, they're so dynamic. Like I feel like most people think of them as like, oh, they're cool for when it's knee high. And I'm like, I love surfing them when it's like well overhead. Really? Absolutely. Those things are just, they're so fun. And then from that, I've kind of been like dialing them back into like this, what I've been calling like the merch pin, uh -huh. um, which is kind of like a more in like the nine, you know, nine to 10 foot range uh -huh. version of that, which have been super, kind of interesting and like a lot of guys want to ride longboards but they're not like they're like I'm not going to be a nose riding guy like that's just not me yeah so kind of taking a bit of a glider outline with a little more rocker curve and a little more detail through the bottom uh -huh. and making something that like you could surf at Malibu through the crowd or you know rink on and you can just connect sections but like still is really dynamic and interesting off the back end um, so for me that's been really cool and then just my little twin fins. Like that's all I've been surfing. Yeah, because you had a you had a bunch of those Italia, right? Like the Yeah, we did a cool little like collab with TCSS on some stuff. That was the fire thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm just like I'm just kind of into like doing flames and checkers and like some bad. No, no, and stuff. then like it was pretty awesome. Like that was pretty cool. And you have a pretty you um, have a pretty uh, good relationship with the TCSS. Yes, yeah, so I've been working like you know I guess I've been working with those guys for a while, um, and they're like just a great company to be involved with. Yeah, um, they make great product. I mean, I, I actually wear like their, their jackets and stuff. I their love stuff's their insane. Aesthetic. And like even down to like, you know, they've got these trunks, like their team trunks at the moment, which like we all went away on a trip and they basically were just like, we all brought whatever shorts we were like super stoked on and then surfed our brains out for a week. And then we're like, okay, like what what's like, what do you like and what do you not like and like, you know, so we kind of got something dialed in that everyone oh, cool. was like really stoked on, which I was like, I don't know, if, I don't know if other brands kind of do that, but it was like basically us working, all the team guys working with a designer yeah. to basically get exactly what we were all hyped on, and no, it's I mean, been cool because I've been I've been giving them to people just like guys are walking up the beach in the middle of summer, wide legged, like just rashed to the <laughs> Jeebus, and I'm like, try these, try these out. <laughs> You're like, what do you think? Um, yeah, I love I love the stuff they do. I, for me, it's like one of the big things I love is that they do like all these like boardies with like pockets in them, so you could kind of like not have to change out. Like that's the one thing. Like when I go to Hawaii, it's like the last thing I want to do is like figure out where my wallet's gonna go and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like Hawaii nice, like, and Bali, or you're yeah. in Costa Rica or something. It's like you just want something that you can like be in all day long. My wife makes fun of me. She's like that I've figured out that that formula for like not changing out of board shorts for like the whole day like well like especially when we go to Hawaii she's like you woke up in that and you're going to sleep in that I'm like and that's how it should be <laughs> like that's, I isn't no, that what a vacation's about yeah, like that like and a, a margarita yeah. at a certain point oh, like no, she, she loves it. it it's it's funny for her to see that because I'm believe it or not I, I I'm pretty much the quintessential like New Yorker I yeah. was born and raised in Brooklyn 
I cried when I moved here almost four years ago. I'm like that guy. I'm that yeah. asshole. I'm that guy who still has my fucking New York driver's license. So it's like for her to well, see that. Well, you can still you can probably get better bagels here now than you can in New York. Ah, that's uh, I don't know. Every time I'm out there, I was actually talking to Mike about this the other day. It's like it's not what it was. Like that's no, just, no, and that's every, the reason. It's I like give now a shit everyone's like everywhere you go in New York. It's like oh, we got bagels. We got and you're like, no, no, yeah, it's, it's not. No, it's, it's bullshit. Look, we have to go there in like two, three weeks, and I'm actually dreading going. Like, I, I used to go back there for business. It's like the land of the rich. Like, it's not... The, like, for instance, they're shutting the Village Voice. Every week, there's something else they're shutting. And I'm like, dude, this is like... It's fucking... It could be any other city anywhere yeah. else in the world. It's not fucking New York anymore. And to your point with the bagels, Larry King does actually have a bagel store near here that he replicates the water from New York and on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 9. My wife and I go there once in a while. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you could, like, go with those kind of things. But... Um, I do love I do love uh, the, the stuff that TCSS does. I wish it was more available here in the states. It's kind of like it's kind of a little tough to come by. It's like it, there's a shop in Venice that sells some of their yeah. stuff, and there's Talia, and it's like it randomly pops up places. Like I have to buy it on eBay a lot of times. Like I'm like, oh shit. Like, we'll figure that one out. Yeah, yeah. Like because I'm like uh, I want more of this, and my <laughs> wife loves the stuff. Uh, but uh, going back to y- your stuff. So you're doing this stuff here, you're, you're splitting time between... Uh, yeah, so basically just do summer and summer. So basically every... Well, I do June, which I guess June is the start of summer. Yeah. I always do June in the south of France. Uh-huh. And go and work at a factory out there. Oh, which one? The, the UWL the shop. Yeah. Which um, a lot of people like go and do stuff, which is... They've got a really cool program, you know, they take care of, take care of the guys, but you know, it's like... It's fun, like I was out there a couple of years ago with like me and Mason Dyer, we're like... Uh-huh there at the same time this year like me and like Thomas Beckson were all and his guy Jake were all there oh wow and it's fun because it's kind of we get our little like French summer holiday here yeah but at the same it's definitely no holiday like we have a few, we'll have a few days in beer it's and whatever enjoying ourselves and then for the rest of the time it's getting the room in shape <laughs> yeah it's nuts and like there's, it's so heavy like when you're jet lagged and feeling shitty and like working your ass off and the sun's not going down till 10 40 at night so it's like oh, man. you just you're all over the shop yeah yeah but it's, i'm not not cursing it out one bit because it's so insane that i can like be in the yeah. south of france at the start of summer like drinking wine looking at a castle after a day's work it's yeah. pretty pretty badass yeah so you do that and then you come here and then i come this and then i come back out to la um i'll do a little time i gotta go home on the weekend to tidy some work up and uh-huh bust through a bunch of customs there and then I'll come back here and kind of wrap up a bunch more stuff here and it's basically just that bouncing around yeah and you I you did you guys uh, did you do a thing where you went to uh, the North Shore like a year ago yes I've been going doing stuff in Hawaii as well um, uh, Eric Arakawa obviously is just a legend out there out of that sugar mill yeah uh, he's yeah. out there yeah. so um I fucking, like, my wife and I, like, we fucking love that area. Like, like, while we were over there, we're like... Yeah, so Eric, Eric kind of was super generous, and he's just such an incredible human, um, and was kind to open his shop up and let me work out of there, and um, so that was fun, and just got to surf a bunch of, you know... I've been going to Hawaii for, I don't know, a long time. Oh, nice. Every winter, and it's it's great now to be able to go over there and, like have little work stuff you know so i can surf and i can ride my mountain bike up kind of up the top of the hill and yeah and then go do some you know work and whatnot and then That's and it. i've been getting like uh, 
I've been getting Steve Mark to do all my fins for me as well. Okay. So Steve does island fin design. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, oh, so he's so uh, he's out them. there, and he's like Steve was doing like all the like you know every board in the '90s that was getting stick ons. Yeah. You know, he was probably he was foiling them. He was doing it. Yeah. You know, like the amount of boards coming out of Hawaii in like the mid nineties, I was like insane. insane. Yeah. So the guy's phenomenal. He's still out there hand foiling all my fins. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been to his shop. Like that whole like that's what I was saying. Like I yeah. love that whole sugar mill area. Like I could spend the whole day just like walking in and out of shaping bays. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is like it's, it's actually cool. one, it's... Of the, one of the contributing factors to like like we're looking at a house this winter when we're going there yeah. to buy a house and I'm like this is like part of the reason I want to live here. We mostly stay at uh, at Sunset. Yeah. Uh, that little area. Yeah. I, I always stay up the top of Pupacaya, up on uh, the hill. Okay. Yeah, which is nice too. There's a lot of houses there. I surf Freddy's like that left. Yeah. I don't know if you ever surfed that spot by by V Land. Yeah. That's like my my daily there. It's like I wake up every morning, walk around. It's like fun. Um. So. From being in all these places, like you've been to south of France and like LA and like you know Australia and Indo and all this stuff, what's your favorite place to travel to just to surf? Like if you're just gonna surf and you're like, I want to go someplace. It's it it's such I actually could don't even know. I, I'm so, honestly like growing up like Lennox Head is still so one of my favorite of places. Yeah. Like I was home after I was in France and just had. You know, beautiful long walled up six foot, just wow. flawless Lennox. When I was at home and I would trip out, like summers on the Gold Coast, like it's 12 to 15 minutes from my shop in Corumbin to Snapper. Oh, it's like and if nothing. anyone's ever, you know, it's like yeah. Snapper in March and April. Yeah. Where you just have waves running for nine, 900 yards or so just like flawless, yeah this past year was like all the sand bottom points you're in trunks like just getting tubed out of your mind yeah. with 1200 of your best friends yeah but, like no, it's it's phenomenal like it's that's still one of the best fucking waves in the world hands down there's no so is that is that your favorite place to surf it, yeah like it's amazing i i love going to fiji like I, my cousin was he's out on tavarua half the year really so i go out there a bunch or like Know, like down Selena Cruz down in Mex or you know I'd, I lived in Bali at a point in time and like out there can be phenomenal it's I honestly don't know so you can't well look you I have, don't know if I want to you're, like, you're, no you can't say because you've basically surfed like all the great places like, like if yeah I, in, like, in a weird way like they're all different and they all everything have has its own yeah yeah and I'm definitely like it's crazy that essentially like my my life and like my where I go is like other people's holidays you know like i mean i go to hawaii and i work and then yeah, i'll be in yeah. like you know i'll have to do like a, a trade show in japan in february i'm like oh perfect it's also prime snow season yeah and then you're back in australia like march april may when the waves are as good as they get and then you go to like france or you'll be back in california and surfing malibu all summer so you basically like you have like the perfect surf life Kind of, although I don't, the, the crazy thing is I seem to be just working my ass off that much so I don't actually get to surf uh, anywhere near as much as I really wanted to. Where do you like to surf out here? I surf Malibu a lot, like Little Doom or uh -huh. that kind of, yeah, I like that zone. I, I lived in Encinitas for a while and that used to be fun except like the waves down south in summer just really don't come yeah, through. Yeah. Um, so that's for me is probably the pick of it. Like Swamis I just, is one of my favorites. Like it can the, be great, but now I'm like living, you know, living right by the beach in Venice, so like, and just surfing the second worst wave in the world on a <laughs> semi-regular basis. 
but in a break certain water way, or the pier? I said breakwater. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. It's like it's out the front, and like you know, this last week, LA has been basically well, actually the whole Californian coast has been fucking flat and miserable. And I still want to get in the water every day, so you just run out the front, and, you know, with with your little fish, and just get three to the beach and be like, all right, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did this morning. I've just learned to let go. Because realistically, if I want to get good waves, I'll go back to Australia. Or yeah, like, I don't need to Or I can go, you know, it's like I was down in down in Scorps recently, or like, you know, down in Salina. Or like. You ever do the East Coast of New York? I mean, the East Coast of the, the States. I've been, I've spent some time up in Montauk and stuff, uh-huh. like up with Mikey DeTemple. Okay. Up, and like, hanging out there, and it's, it's, it's kind of rad, but. It is what it is. It, no, it's, <laughs> it's cool. Like, it's rad that you could be like, you know, Staying in Williamsburg and going to some shows and doing but if shit. There, if it wasn't like, for Williamsburg, that wave would pretty much suck. Kind of yeah, really you know. So whatever. The Outer Banks are pretty cool. I get to surf there every once in a while in North Carolina, but that's like it's like iffy. Like the East Coast is just like. Like I'm sure it does get good. I just if I'm gonna, I'm not going. I'm not going to New York. No, to surf. To surf. Like no. if I, there's a thousand other like. You know, Go to Costa Rica. No, it's a whole reason, like, look, to be honest, it's a whole reason I didn't start really surfing until I moved out here, because it's like, I tried to surf out there, I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, this is horrible. I take my hat off to anyone out there yeah. that's, like, surfing through the winners and doing oh. that, because they're just, they're hard. They're, they're, they're harder people than I am. For, like, like surfing a uh, cold-ass closeout, like, it's basically dropping in closeout, dropping, I'm like, yeah. yeah. hats off to them. My ex-girlfriend. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight him for it. I'll no, no. That. My ex-girlfriend. Her dad is one of the guys that grew up in the '60s in the Rockaways with Tommy Senna and those guys surfing yep. there. So he's told me the stories, and it, and it's just like so funny when I hear those stories. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I get to live in LA, and I yeah. could go to Malibu, and I could go to San Onofre, and I could go to Rincon. I'm okay. I'm not coming back. Yeah. Well, even like <laughs> you know, I mean, watching that like Defiant ones and like that. Yeah. You know, like Jimmy, I mean, like getting off the plane in California and going, yeah. What the fuck were we doing in New York all this time? Yeah, yeah. What's, I mean, for me, it was funny. Like the first three months, I fought it like the plague, and then when I started surfing, my wife's like, "We're never moving back." Our yeah, like, nah. no, no. This, she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "I pretty much figured it." Um, and you can still, it's you know, it's easy to get a little flat over when when you need that city yeah. hit. But it's like we were saying, like the city's not the city anymore. It's not what it is. I mean, I love living out here. I just, I just have the thing, you know, to the to the point like I guess it's a like growing up in New York thing it's like you have this in your DNA where it's like you can't like go like I'll never be a Lakers fan I'll never let my daughter be a Lakers fan I'll just like she'll always be a Yankees fan I mean I named my daughter Brooklyn because she couldn't be born there so it had to stay somewhere on the birth yeah. certificate like I'm that crazy person but I'll be honest I love living here and I love surfing here and there's honestly until I moved to Hawaii this is the perfect place yeah um where do you see your uh business going or do you still see it like the same flow as it is now um at a certain point something's gonna have to give a little uh-huh. um just because it's definitely a challenge you know like i almost have like two parallel lives i have a full existence in australia you know, and my house here. and a house and a car and a dog that lives with my mother and like oh. you know your whole group of friends that you grew up with and that whole thing and then out here i've got an apartment and a you know my truck and like everything so it's definitely kind of funky like that yeah a little mix of the two yeah yeah at some point yeah but i i i kind of need it too like i at home is beautiful and quiet and country and i love that but i think after a certain point 
I feel like you know those people that grew up in those country towns and like got married and never left. I don't know whether like I, I guess most of them are stoked. I I'm kind of like at this point like I feel like I've seen too much to like just settle on that. Like I need I I'm here and I love doing the shit that you can do here and then go and do you know and then like you get fed up with the traffic you can go home and like post up in the country for a little while until you start yeah. feeling like you need a little more excitement and, you well know, it's you almost grab that again it's, it's almost like the opposite of like like people like to say ignorance is bliss but you're almost saying like diversity is bliss which i think is probably true right yeah. it's like it's like you have a little taste of this like oh i get to have my little like french experience and i get to have my little Bali yeah. experience and i get to have my back home experience I, like that's what I mean like in terms of like the perfect surf life it's almost not just a perfect surf life for me the way I look at it it's almost like the perfect life where it's like you, who else can say in 365 days say I've been to XYZ J whatever yeah. place like and had I had wine here I had a pig roast there I surfed here I saw yeah. my friends there that's kind of gorgeous but I do agree like now me being like a dad um I could see, like, I couldn't have that lifestyle with, like, being a, you know, like... No, and I've, like, I've got friends that are kind of on a little bit of a similar trip to me, but they got wives and kids, and, like, where I'm happy to just, like... I was like, I don't know when I'm going, so, like, anywhere, I just... Like, do it. Do it, whereas they're kind of, like, they're working, like, it's scratching to get home. Yeah. You know? So I'm kind of just embracing it for what it is now, because I know it's not going to be a forever thing. So, I mean, that's the beauty of, like, your brand, too, is, like, I think that does... That is... The, the fact that you've said you've been to all these places and worked at all these places, I do, do think that you can see a little piece of influence in, in all your work that you're doing, which is like really cool yeah. to see that in like the, the, the boards, the shapes, the, 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 the looks, the feels and stuff like that, um, which is, I mean, pretty amazing. Um, I'm actually going to wrap it up, I think. Um, anybody you want to thank, give props to, shout out to? I don't know. Given this is a little like well, like we're gonna play some rap music after. This. Oh yeah, yeah. There's gonna be fucking super amounts of hip hop. So, like, <laughs> that's what this, this that's what this stupid podcast is all about. Yeah. Just kind of. So like, up. I've got to give a proper shout out to like Shelby Mead and Mike D because like some of my good people out here. Yeah. And also some of the most badass humans on the planet. He shouted us out. It was funny. Like like on like. I showed him. This is this is such a Malibu LA bullshit thing to say. I showed him up. We're at up at Soho having dinner one night, and I showed him and my friend Shelby. And Shelby is like insane, and you know she's like done like work with a bunch of record labels, and yeah. like has stories of like like old dirty like coming into like like into the office and she'd just be hanging out, like whatever. So she's with the coke she, bag still in the stomach. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so like whatever, but like I showed Shelby, and she was just like, "This is insane." Yeah. I saw him at Justa and I walked up to him because he shouted us out on like Instagram and then I walked up to him I'm like hey I'm the guy who does this and I gave him a bunch of stuff I'm like look if you ever want to do anything with us yeah. like I mean it's pretty awesome I mean look it's it's a silly thing that we do I mean the end goal is to really like open up um, a club and a shop where people can hang out that has that New York bodega culture yeah. but surf, surf culture like I want people to like be there like playing dominoes and drinking 40s and talking yeah. about surfing like that's my goal um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun and I'm glad that you, you know, you've, you've been a fan for a while and you've like, like, you know, tagged us on stuff. So I'm glad about that. And, uh, yeah, thanks for sitting down with us and probably see you out at Breakwater when it's flat. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Um, I thank Eden for sitting down with us, talking to us. Um, it was a lot of fun. 
had a great time. It's been great to know him over the last, you know, month or so that we've been trying to hook up this interview. Um, but anyway, this again is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 12, Episode 12. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. Uh, I'm going to play a track now from Souls of Mischief. Uh, this track actually was the foundation for the track that Vampire Weekend did on their last album that they won a Grammy for, so it's kind of cool to hear this. Uh, I love this song. I always did when it was out, um, so I hope you guys enjoyed. And then I'll check in with you guys in a little bit for some short takes. Peace. Position. 
shit Wishing you was in my position Kissing and hugging on a goddess But I stay humble and modest Brothers wanna rumble But they stumble and fumble Cause they get fumbled by the mischievous You might catch a whip of this Sneak up, seek the company Of my sweet senorita Swing a bat like the natural Break your clavicle, fraction femurs At this scream I'm overcome with laughter I'm the champion My man slaps me ten Cause she's twice as nice Twice as jealousy Cause jealousy they don't suffice Opio Lindsay spins These spinal cords up The hordes of the huckleberry fins My knuckles are buried in chins Cause it offends when you're stepping Adrenaline is pumping I thumb chumps with my weapon Moments of tranquility Abruptly after cease Walking hand in hand But when feels he has to speak his peace Should I pull a piece Then at least a couple of bullets Would it persuade a brother To turn his head and foot it In the opposite direction Throw sense in his shit Recognize that I fuck him Every time I see Like the 
Derringers. You're in the Terradome like my man Chuck D said. It's time to dethrone you clones and all you knuckleheads. Cause MCs have used up extended warranties. While real MCs and DJs are a minority. But right about now, I use my authority. Cause I'm like the wizard and you look lost like Dorothy. The horror be when I return for my real people. Words of split wigs hitting like some double desert eagles. Sporting caps pulled low and baggy slacks. Subtracting all the rappers who lack over premieres tracks. Severe facts have brought this rap game. To near collapse. So as I have in the past, I will back. Dropping lyrics that be harder than sex and candle wax. And one-dimensional MCs can't handle that. While the world's revolving on its axis, I come with mad love and plus the illest warlike tactics. The wilderness is filled with this. So many people searching for false flip. I'm here with the skills you've missed. The rejected stone is now the cornerstone. Sort of like the master builder when I make my way home. You know my steeds. <laughs> The beat is sinister, primo makes you relax I'm like the minister, when I be lacing the wax I be bringing salvation through the way that I rap And you know, and I know, I'm nice like that Work through worldly problems, I got the healing power When the mic's within my reach, I'm feeling more power Stealing at least three minutes of every rap radio hour It's often easier for one to give advice Than it is for a person to run one's own life That's why I can't be caught up in all the hype I keep my soul tight and let these lines take flight The apparatus gets blessed and suckers get put to rest No more of the unpure, I got the cure for this mess The whackness is spreading like the plague MC's lucked up and got paid but still can't make the fucking grade How many times I wanna be is gonna lie Yo, they must wanna fry, they can't touch the knowledge I personify I travel through the darkness carrying my torch The illest soldier when I'm holding down the you fort know You know my steeds Let them know, do your thing, dog. Keep it live, you know my steeds I'm one of the best yet Some punks ain't paid all of their debts yet Trying to be fly, riding high on the jet set With juvenile rhymes making fake-ass death threats Big deal, like in Vogue, here's something you can feel Style's more tangible, an image more real For some time now, I've held the scrolls and manuscripts 
When it's time to go all out, you be like, damn, you flip. Now I'm sick, fed up with the bullshit. Got the lyrical full clip, giving you a verbal ass whip. Don't trip, it's the gifted, prolific one, known as Ballhead Slip. Why is the press all on my dick? My style be wilder than a kamikaze pilot. Don't try it, I'm about to stop more than a friggin' riot. Styles are surpassable, and knuckles that suckers, yo, the motherfuckers are harassable. For I be speaking from my parables and carry you beyond. The mic's either a magic wand, or it gets tragic like the havoc of a nuclear bomb. Then I grab your palm, no pulse, you're gone. And if you thought we lose our niche in this rap shit, you way wrong. I stay up, I stay on, shine bright like neon. Your song's pathetic, synthetic like rayon. Fat beats they play on, one dope rhyme put me on.
But the weed is good for when you're macking and girls confronted off like they don't know shit that happened. I know what happened. I told her back. So check my stamina. No ass couldn't snap with cameras. Leave you on your back like Godzilla did camera. Peep the jump off. Ain't nothing sweet. Get jumped off. Frontin' like you won't get deaded and bumped off. Drastic sons. Master guns that'll run up with plastic ones. Then go crash in the slums. One tight army. Few good men that'll rep. And Vegas strongly. Prince of Wales swimming on feet. Props to sell all yellow L's. Cocks sleeping on nails. Niggas get realer than real. Yo, flash the brown. Last time it's crowned. All Navy Woolridge. Wool kicks moving in pounds. No lasso, niggas. Great adventures of my niggas in Castro pictures. Sending the rest out the kitchens like the wind. Invite the grin. Watch niggas be right the trend. Boo niggas did it again, yo. Unholly tame. Die cast metal frame. Lame. Let another man with eat handle beat. Chamber music. Fuck in the party up. Chamber music. Fuck in the party up. Yeah. Spark the intro. Relevant info. Load up the keyboard. 105 tempo. Most heated battles are blasted and seized. Some said that the bullets flew by like angry bees. We went on the level where we would wait and listen. With one flash metal, eight calculate positions. The world snapped once we combine our rap. Drastic measures, priceless treasures on map. A sword swing, wind chill, Mount Airy. Native plants standing on the tall grass prairie. Snares and kicks off the project bricks. It's no act to produce or play the role with drumsticks. The warning came unnoticed. It's like a shot at the dock of the bay and slate odors. The nine loaders, each one adjusts to his own environment. Formulate this great LP, a hundred rounds spent. Niggas bent on a fruitless search for nourishment. Men. They long for the proper guidance to courage men. Chamber music, fuck in the party up in. Chamber music, fuck in the party up in. Chamber music, fuck in the party up in. Chamber music, fuck in the party up It be the Lord's tribe, seven days locked in the dungeon. Foaming at the mouth, mad dog in this production. The uncontrolled substance got me spitting up bars, disgusting. The last temptation of the son of David Ruffin. Hold my mic sideways when bussing. On judgment day, running through hell, yelling and cussing. At MCs in my circumference, y'all niggas handcuffing these hoes and ain't read them, they right. Or nothing, keep lusting, yeah, and I'ma keep hustling. The chamber music, fuck it, the party up in. You know me, every time you kiss that hoe, you blow me and blow trial, trying to walk a mile in my Chamber music, fuck it, the party up in. 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 Chamber music, fuck it, the party We just touched down, Wu Shuttle Private Jet. Step off the plane, the world wept. Roll with the witty unpredictable, talent or natural. Rock with the Beatles and hip hop. Mathematical imperial manifestation of greatness. Make wizards scream and shout at the top of their breath of life essence. Captured on tape is precious. Less might cure deafness. Awake from the secret state. When the guard bring rain, hail, snow to the earthquake. Chamber music, fuck in the body up 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 We are back at the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 12, Episode 12. Had to end it with a little bit of woo, throwing a little woo there. 
chamber music why not um hope you've been digging the tracks we've been laying down uh, again make sure to check us out on instagram at bodega border crew make sure to check out our uh, page at bodegabordercrew.podbean.com where we have tracks listed we have links to things we're talking about people we're talking with as well as some merch um been thinking about maybe putting up a full site i think when we go 20 episodes deep i'm gonna probably put up a full site with a shopping function for some of the stuff that we're selling but now let's get into a couple of short takes uh the first one hot dogger championship october 7th south side of the hermosa pier uh 7 a.m uh yeah uh check out a video that we link on our page and in our uh uh, our podcast description uh that tells you a little bit more about it uh mike siordia mike purpose ed they all talk about the contest and what it means i think it's a really good thing for anyone to check out also enter there's tons of divisions and i think you could win some money here uh thanks to some of the sponsors that are involved and i I think it's the start of a of an event that you know this will be the second one. I think it's a start of an event that's going to really do a lot for the surfing community here in uh, the South Bay. At least the one that I prefer to be involved with. Uh, so I, if you can support it, uh, tell your friends about it, and hopefully see you there. The second short take I'm talking about this week is the. 917 video. If you don't know 917, it's Alex Olson's company. He started he started two companies like Nine Call Me 917 and then Bianca Shadon. Bianca Shadon turned into like a strictly fashion company uh, and Call Me 917 is like a real skate company. They have like a pretty fun team. Aiden Mackey, who you know from the Cherry video, like as one of the Supreme Kids. Alex Olson, obviously. Genesis Evans, Max Palmer, all these other guys. They have a pretty good team. And their video that just got released uh, that we linked to it's pretty it's pretty ill like it's definitely the kind of style of skate videos i like seeing nowadays it's in line with the supreme thing uh in its editing uh the music selections kind of out there in a good way i'm not gonna give away too much and the skating's dope i mean i love seeing uh, max palmer skate i think he's sick i also just love seeing new york spots that like i would just skate by that you wouldn't even think twice about uh things that we've dubbed Pulio spots, like spots that Bobby Pulio would skate no one else would. These guys kind of tearing up. And Aiden, like, he gets kind of crazy in, on this, uh, outside, not just with his skating, but his behavior on this video. So I would definitely say take a look at it. Uh, let me know what you think, and hopefully you get a kick out of it. The third short take is on uh, the Dime Glory Challenge. So Dime's a shop up in... In Montreal, that's been doing this like kind of fun contest where it's just totally ridiculous the things you have to do in it, but the purse is huge. And this year, DC got involved, so they put a lot of money into it. And it's a, it's a skate event for skaters. Like It's all about all these dudes going up to Montreal with some hope of winning some money, hanging out with their friends, getting wasted. I think it's it's a good example of what they're doing in skateboarding in terms of feeding to the core audience. Like that, the dime challenge is not something that the kid who buys the random board in Zoomies is going to be into. It's really about the kid or guy, girl, whoever who actually skates, who actually goes out there and skates, and who breaks boards, and who fucking breaks themselves off, and who knows skating because they'll watch it and they know technically this isn't like. The skating they do every day, but they get to see someone like you know Tayshawn, like you know, 
throw himself off this fucking double set onto this like thin ledge. Um, they get to see people like, you know, do kickflip shifties over like these huge volcano obstacles all for fun. It's everybody doing it for fun. Um, I think it's something that surfing should take a note from. And I think it's something, even the WSL, as much as I fucking hate them, they could easily do this in surfing where they have their main events, but then they do like maybe three events like this a year that are like, you know, Hey, it's a, it's a twin fin only contest and we're inviting these like 20 people to it, you know, kind of thing. Um, they should look into it. I think it's good inspiration. I also love the recap video that Thrasher put together. Um, a lot of people who've gone and who went basically told me the video doesn't do justice, but since we didn't get to go there, I guess that's as close as we're going to get. The fourth short takes a little short one. Uh, we're basically telling you guys about, uh, this screening that Sea Level TV is having in Ventura at Topa Topa Brewing Company on September 25th, uh, where they're showing the Skip Fry documentary that they made uh, that's been winning a lot of awards. I haven't seen it yet. I'd really like to see it. I might swing up there if I get a chance, maybe if I could turn it into skating during the day. Uh, it's a little past my daughter's bedtime, so I might have to be home. But anyway, if you don't know who Skip Fry is, buy the latest issue of Surfer Journal, read about him. And then never admit to not knowing who he is and we'll be all good. Um, you should really know who he is. San Diego Shaper, really responsible for a lot of great shapes that have come out, uh, that people are riding, that I'm riding, that you're probably riding, that you don't even realize. Um, so check that out. And they're showing a Josh Hall movie as well. Uh, Josh Hall is a Skip Fry protege and probably the closest you could get to getting a Skip Fry board outside of Skip Fry, because it's impossible to get one from him now, because he doesn't shape that many, is to either get one from Josh Hall or to, from Bob Mitzvin. Mitzvin sells a lot of his uh, eggs uh, to Mollusk, and I think it's it's decently close. It's from the Skip Fry school um, and so forth. So definitely, if you're up in that area, check out the video if you get a chance. And the last one, I'm not going to even call this a short take because it doesn't warrant it, but I guess Gabriel Medina in classic fashion, you know, dropped in on some locals that uh lowers and got you know splash uh splash paddled and all that kind of stuff and they made a big deal about it honestly it's like i'm, I'm kind of on two sides of this thing one you know the the old skater new york city skater side of me is like they should fuck up gabriel medina because he does this shit all the time at any local spot he goes to he's infamous for it uh, but the thing that you notice, he would not be doing this if he didn't have his whole entourage of like 40 brazilians that it brings with him on tour uh, but then the other end of it, I'm like, you know, just let it go uh, kind of thing. I don't know what side of me is saying that. I mean, maybe that's the I moved to California four years ago and I have a daughter and I've mellowed out with age a little bit. <laughs> um, that might have something to do with it. But I just think it's funny. I, uh, I've i seen this a million times. You know, I, I spend, you know, a bit of the winter uh, in on the North shore where you're basically surfing with a lot of these pros. And I've been in the lineup with a lot of them and a lot of them don't act this way, but you seem to see a consistent thing happening from like Gabriel Medina where he, he's done this, like he's run over people before and stuff. Um, so I don't know. I'm 50, 50 on this. If I was in the situation where he burned me, I'm going to be honest. I'd probably kick my board at him because that would just be my instinct. Um, I don't want my daughter to hear that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think it's kind of funny that that happened. But anyway, this is the Bodega Porter Crew Podcast, Volume 12, Episode 12. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, sorry that I took the week off. 
Um, I'll be better about it. Uh, next week, I'm going to have a little mini interview with Ed from the Hot Dogger. We talked about the Hot Dogger contest. Uh, he was really gracious enough to have me over at his house. And he has an amazing collection of old boards and his boards. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to interview him long for a long format interview uh, in a couple of weeks uh, because he's just a wealth of knowledge and knows so much. He dropped some of that knowledge, some gossip, uh, some old history, which is great to hear. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to end this with two tracks. Um, a little bit, I want to end it on a little bit of an up note, a little bit of a speedier note, a little bit more boom bap, if you will, and uh, hopefully see you guys out there. But I'm going to end this on the classic line that we always say, there's no need to bust a craze on a wave. There's more waves out there. Share waves. Uh, I know that's contrary to what I said about a couple of minutes ago, but um, smile at everybody. Don't drop in on people. If you drop in, pull out immediately. Um, and look, we're all out there just trying to have a great time, right? There's no reason for attitudes and we could smile at each other. Um, and you know, look, if someone gets in your grill about shit, apologize. And if they still keep getting about in your grill about shit, just paddle away and just ignore them. There's no reason for it. But anyway, I'll hopefully see you guys out there. Um, I'm going to probably be surfing Malibu and Topanga. Uh, might do a Doheny day, uh, with the family this weekend. But anyway, uh, Hope you guys enjoy the tracks and I'll check in with you guys next time. Peace.
Yeah. 